All right, so we're going to save it all for when we actually hit the air live then. All right, let's do this shit. This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. In the last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our Constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, uh, less repressed, and I think there's less need for cinema psyops. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to... Cinema PsyOps. It must be dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PsyOps. Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. This week we are going to be sailing a sea of a very questionable movie in a candle for the devil. Pissed off at me that he had to do the notes for the film is Matt. I'm pissed off that I had to watch this fucking shit. <laughs> it was not I mean, a bad movie. It's not a bad movie, but there, there's, a, there's a scene in there that's, that's that, that we're all on a list now on. So if anybody watched this, you're on a list with us. You're not going to be on a list for watching that scene. That is horrific. You were just overhyping it because it was a naked little boy instead of a naked little girl which you enjoy looking at oh my god dude <laughs> no. oh my god also it is little boys who no, like that it's well, I mean, you're catholic no you like naked nuns well <laughs> are they of age oh god yes let's tick that box yes. are they of age they are of age do they know that i'm watching them nude yes yes i'm okay with it yeah yeah that's fine <laughs> if, if those two boxes can't be checked off we have a problem <laughs> Yeah, the film does inordinately show a younger male yeah. for a, a period of time. Yeah. While a self-righteous woman leeringly looks back and forth. Yeah. 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 It's really fucked up, man. But other than her leering looks, it's not really in a sexual connotation. So when you texted me and you're like, what the fuck? This is CP. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well. You didn't even want to type the words out because you were afraid you'd be yeah, on a list man. even more. Listen, man, I'm pretty sure my phone watches me anyway. <laughs> Well, it is an Android, so yeah, if somebody's listening to you at all times. Yes, exactly. 
Yeah, if you think this is bad, you should probably never watch anything from Brooke Shields' very early career. Yeah, I've never really felt the need to do that, so we're <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, the uh, believe it or not, the, I've never felt the need to watch anything in all of Brooke Shields' career. How dare you, sir? She's been in some excellent stuff, like Freaked. I don't know what that is. You've never seen Freaked? I don't think I've seen Freaked. Alex Winter's movie where they get they're like in South America or something like that, and they pull off of the wrong sideshow and they get turned into freaks by Randy Quaid, who's a freak master. I've never seen that. Holy shit. How have you not seen Freaked? It's like 90s cable staple. Maybe I have, and I just don't. Oh, I'm sure you have. probably have. You probably just don't realize Because now you it. just said it was Randy Quaid, and now things are starting to bounce around, and I'm like. <laughs> Alex Winter, the guy from Bill and Ted, yeah. the last Preston Esquire, half of his face looks like a goblin. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did see that. Everybody's seen that Freaked. They good. may not know the time. Yeah. Okay. And Brooke Shields had a cat, like a little like appearance Came in that. Yeah. yeah, a little cameo Okay, yeah, that. I understand that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's done some other stuff that I'm pretty sure that I think I liked. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> kind of, sir, maybe. I'm sort of, kind of remember liking yeah. it, sort of, maybe, vaguely. We're just doing whatever we can to get away from the CP stuff, aren't we? Well, we've already kind of pretty much addressed it. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is, in this time frame, early 70s to like mid 80s, this kind of stuff would show up in film and nobody thought anything of it because it wasn't a full-fledged sexual connotation Yeah, where this kind of thing would happen. Now, some of the stuff in Brooke Shields' career, not so much. Yeah, I... Much worse. Yeah, I heard there were problems there. Yeah, and then there's another movie... But the one thing I remember hearing about the most wasn't so much movies, but about like her fucking modeling work and how people were like, this is bordering on some pretty bad things here for people. I think I remember hearing about it during those I Love the 80s shows on VH1. Yeah. They did like every year so they could really like go in and dive into what happened every year, and they talked about that. In To the Devil a Daughter, the actress Natasha Kinski is underage, and they shoot a scene that's supposed to be a man enticed to to have sex with her and she's supposed to be acting in a sexual nature yeah underage jesus i think it was still the legal age like in britain to where they kind of got away with that but it's yeah. still fucking wrong i don't know i mean nothing's worse than what tracy lords did you know what got away with you know what <laughs> she did in the porn world yeah but she lied about her age to yeah. be able to do that yeah this isn't people, so people knowing no know, yeah or knowing, if they like, did know they probably might have been scummy enough who knows yeah. but yes but this is yeah this is that sounds horrific um you don't really it's not really like a sex scene she's just yeah. walking across there but like it's full frontal nudity of a child basically is what they put in that film to the devil a daughter isn't a uh, taxi driver isn't like jodie foster supposed to be like a really underage prostitute as well yes but there's no but there's nudity. no nudity yeah. there's yeah. no kind of it's just kind of hinted, like, at, and, hinted yeah. at but it's not yeah. really put out there yeah. yeah but you see a lot of this kind of transgressive weird shit happening particularly in the late like 70s up to the early 80s yeah and then Reagan started putting the kibosh on a lot of the stuff that he felt was you know basically yeah. like really really evil shit yeah and that trickled down into Hollywood because they got the fear of God put into them after the porn industry had them come after him yeah so I mean sometimes that's a good thing <laughs> you know put people in check because I mean damn that just sounds <laughs> like not good so the, the root of the matter here and I think the biggest problem that you have is that that little boy had a bigger penis than you well no that's not really it it's that his penis is being shown on camera and that's very prominently wrong yeah yeah that's that's not right <laughs> so what you're saying is it's a film for the catholic church for particularly the priests yeah if they yeah i guess if they really want to get into it i mean 
And then, and then you're starting the, to give me that look like court. Stop talking like then, this, dude. Just fucking stop. And then have their priests tell how the sexual abuse survivors are bad people for coming out about it, <laughs> right? Because yeah, you know they're not telling the truth. Yeah, bad. it's wrong. It's wrong to come after a priest because priests are the will of God. No, no, he's saying that it actually happened. There, there's an actual priest who said, "Oh yeah, it happened," but the people who it happened to are disgusting and should feel wrong about it. Fuck your faith. Fuck it right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, there's, man. There's some fucked up people in this world. Why don't you come over to our side? We have brownies and there's no child predators that can get away with it. I kind of am on your side. I'm not exactly Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Uh-huh. I, 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 I'm a lapsed Catholic, if anything. Prolapsed. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to flower out with that prolapse mm. of your Catholicism. After my fucking picks went through the goddamn dirt March Madness. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I, I'm going to be prolapsed no by my No one cares bookie. about sports ball. But I just made a joke that I was going to be prolapsed by my bookie so yeah nobody cares about your bookie they do when they find out how much money i lost as long as you're not trying to sell my equipment again that's only for drugs not to pay off my bookie i have a whole separate i can synthesize your drugs you don't need that i have a whole bunch of separate friends who i steal from to pay off my bookie that's good because you know you will get severely hurt please i'm so high all the time i can't feel it (laughs) i'll wait for you to come down i got got a lot of problems You have 99 exactly, but a bitch ain't one. I got 99 problems, but child pornography isn't one because I don't touch that shit. <laughs> or it's not one because you have all that you can handle. No. In a Candle for the Devil, the oh movie we are god. covering this week. Oh my god, did you rhyme that? <laughs> I didn't mean to. It was a very awful segue. <laughs> eh, whatever. Oh god. <laughs> Everything is awful this week. And time to do more drugs. <laughs> While Matt takes another hit off of whatever that is weird device that he has that looks an awful lot like a cock that's laying an egg in him. It's called a face hugger. We're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for a podcast that really wishes it wasn't equated to any of the shit that's going on in this show, (laughs) including a candle for the devil. We'll have a little bit of music and when we come back, we will have the trailer for a candle for the devil. Hey kids, it's F13 from CinemaDiabolica.com. Here at Diabolical Headquarters, we have an eye for the future. That's why we've stopped trying to figure out what it is you fickle bastards like, and instead have resorted to directly stimulating the pleasure centers of your brains using our patented brainwave fustigation therapy. Created and guaranteed safe by our own Professor DZ. Wait, I didn't say it was safe. But why take our word for it? Let's look at some of the test subjects experiencing an enhanced episode of Cinema Diabolica and see what they think. All right, test subject number five, role playback. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, God. Oh, sh- shut down the playback. Oh, God, she's bleeding. Cinema Diabolica, dousing you with hot cauldrons of entertainment since 2007. Check it all out at cinemadiabolica.com and hear all the Pops In podcasts at popsyndicate.net. Down the stairs, naked girl falling down the stairs, naked girl falling down the stairs, all the way down, she was up in the air, it was a naked girl. 
So I think I may have found a new fetish, Matt. Naked girls going down the stairs? Naked girls falling down the stairs is yeah. a new thing that I'm into that I didn't know that I needed in my life, but apparently I do. You got a lot of weird fetishes. For all like the weird like problems I have, uh-huh. y- you have just as many fetishes. Fetishes? Fetishes. fetishes. Fe- fetishes. Footage. <laughs> Use. Footage. Use. Use. <laughs> Trailer. 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 That's what I'm going to play. The trailer. (laughs) Handle for the devil. Ripping suspense as false virtues lead to a flood of crime. You haven't told us anything about your latest guest. What can I tell you, Beatrice? You know all about it. I don't know how I put up with it. One must earn a living, otherwise... A candle for the devil. What nice sisters. Pleasant. Hospitable. But underneath, full of hate for life. They can kill without pity. Shameless hussy in my house. What's wrong? You have the cheek to ask. Get up. Give me that. Get out of here. This isn't the whorehouse. Fascinating performances by Aurora Bautista and Esperanza Roy as the sisters. A child needs good examples to follow. And you couldn't even give him a father. Mad. Get out of the way. Seeking vengeance in their house of terror. Directed by prize-winning Eugenio Martin, starring Judy Geeson with Victor Winner. A candle for the devil. The owner, you. My name's Helen Miller. I call from Madrid to reserve a room for three days. Hello. You've taken a long time getting here. Wait, but don't look horrible. It's the worst thin against God! Never say that again! I leave you! What happens in this village will keep you on the edge of your seat. A candle for the devil. Coming to this theater. Trailer. Trailer. <laughs> yes, you're pronouncing it correctly. Trailer. Okay, awesome. Now do the rest of your work and pronounce all of that correctly. No, I refuse. <laughs> There's at least going to be a few words where I'm going to fuck it all up. Anyway, <laughs> candle for the devil. We start uh, as uh, most films. Uh, they're shown, uh, you know, going through the credits, but it's a nice little countryside. It's a beautiful country out there. Yeah, well, this is another Spanish-made film. Yeah. So, and it's shot in Spain, yeah. which is so, very clearly a very beautiful countryside, at least the places that we've seen so far in all the Spanish films we've covered. Just wait till all us Americans get over there and we'll ruin that shit. Is there a river? We'll damn it. Is there a tree? We'll ram it. I'm talking progress here, people. <laughs> uh, we get a screenshot of a Pasquale quote stating, there are only two kinds of men, the righteous who think they are sinners and the sinners who think they are righteous. So, I'm a little column A and a little column B. Yeah, no, you're not. Anyway, <laughs> you're just a sinner who knows he's a sinner. <laughs> There's no such thing as sin, so we're all good. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, if you're going to believe in that aspect, then yes. But, you know. Anyway, we see a couple of sisters, Morda and Veronica. They are preparing meat and, like, dinner uh, as they uh, own a inn in town. They state how busy it is now that a new museum is opened up to the public and they have buses of people showing up every day. Uh, yeah, they're very happy about this for certain aspects of it, but they're also not happy about the artsy crowd that's being drawn well, in. Well, Veronica's very happy for the business. Morda said she doesn't need the business. Uh, she goes, she, or she doesn't need the business that bad to let the devil stay with her. So she's very mad at the, yes, this artsy crew that has been coming in. I believe the word self-righteous cunt come to mind. Might be, might be, yeah. <laughs> and uh, not just because she's female. No, no. Because she's being no, a cunt. We would, we would call a male in this scene a cunt as well. <laughs> so don't worry, ladies. Or We're, much worse. Yeah, or much worse. I think we've qualified it enough to vaguely cloak my misogyny. We're good. Okay, that's good. Thank God, because if people knew how much you hated women, yeah, fuck this, this show would be in trouble. Anyway. 
see, like that's we have to hashtag everything sarcasm. Yeah, we can't even get away with that anymore. Hashtag now. sarcasm. All it takes is for one person to just recognize yeah, yeah, that yeah. we're making a joke that they don't like, and we're yeah. done. We're done. Man. We're done, Matt. We're gonna be burnt. We'll never get a job in Disney <laughs> unless no. the fervor dies down, and then and Disney will the bring hires, us back. The hires back. The hires back. James Gunn, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, James Gunn might have liked one of the scenes in this movie. So, oh, oh, oh not appropriately appropriate. <laughs> That's a fitting joke. Yes, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, allegedly, probably, most likely. No, it's a definitely not. He just likes to make those jokes and has uh, gotten himself in trouble making them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Morta asks Veronica about a young lady who had just checked in the night before. Uh, Veronica says she believes she's still sleeping and she did not ask for a wake-up call. But Morta suggests that she should be woken up as it is 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. 10 p.m. 10 a.m. It's 10 a.m. Do you know where you're sins are yeah right they then hear a commotion coming from outside a what motion a k-motion <laughs> commotion coming from outside as a bunch of men are watching said female sunbathe kind of topless but her backs are stomachs down you can just see her back yeah but she's are, basically trying to get rid of the tan line on the is, back that like all ladies do for sunbathing town and so a little small very small village so very conservatively catholic too. yes yeah and they are all just they're whooping and hollering seeing this um because men aren't responsible for their actions when a woman slightly bears her back or isn't an outfit that reveals even a small amount of her body matt they can't control themselves they're only men matt great now i have a raging erection thanks for describing the back of a female (laughs) see you can't control yourself (laughs) hashtag sarcasm hashtag sarcasm please I'm actually part uh, Amish, so you show me an ankle of a female, and I start to get out of control. I can't do it. Also, you forgot how to button up shirts. Yes. <laughs> they don't have buttons, dude. They, I know. It's all Velcro. <laughs> no, it's not even Velcro. Oh, yeah. It's all the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet their clothes are itchy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know they don't use fabric softener. Or bathe. Oh, much. Yeah. If at all. I can't... I couldn't be Amish, man. However, their beard oils and beard soaps are amazing. Yes. Yeah. I bet... You know, you know and their furniture. Yes. And their fudge. They know how to build a barn. <laughs> like a motherfucker. Oh, I sure hope that those Amish folks out there that are listening to this podcast won't get offended. Yeah, they're fine. I be, I, you know what? I think we're fine. We're going to be all right. Amish is like the one joke we can make on the show with no one getting offended because fuck. <laughs> That's how you English are. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, as she gets up, that causes an argument between Morta and the young lady. Morta wants her out for being a whore. And as the Morta wants her out for being significantly more attractive than her. Yes. Let's be honest. I'm telling you what is being said. Anyway, the young lady <laughs> uh, somewhat slips off the top of the stairs or push, depending on what you see. She falls and her head goes through a uh, pane glass window and she cuts her throat and dies. This, Quick while she's still warm, everyone. This Well, you actually get to see her boobs right now, but that's another thing. Her boobs movie. pop out uh, during the argument. Yeah. And then as she's rolling down the stairs. It's not a good scene. Oh, no, that was sexy as hell. Oh, God. All right. You know what? Just go to the first fucking clip. And that leads to Matt's very own first clip he recorded himself. But I edited it and fixed up so it sounds good. It was providence, a divine punishment. Don't say that. It was an accident. Look. That's sacrilege. She killed him. 
blamed herself. She has been punished by God. We were his hand of justice. A gold call police. No. Why not? Because it wasn't an accident. I'm sure of it. Open the door. I'll hide the body. No one must find out what happened. I don't understand you. Go down and don't say a thing to anybody about this. Well, everyone, that was Matt's first clip he recorded himself. I'm an adult. <laughs> You're like one-fourth of a podcaster right I now. I know, right? Look at that. All right, another woman shows up to the inn, and it appears to be the dead woman's sister. Her name is Laura. Veronica lies and states that her sister had left that morning and with no message left for Laura. Marta agrees to let Laura stay at the inn and wait for her sister to come back. So long as she pays, of course. Yes. And, and doesn't sunbathe on the roof ever. Yeah, don't be nude. Uh, don't be slightly disrobed in any way, shape, or form except to bathe and make sure no one else is around to see your shame. Don't own your own human body and enjoy your, you know, however you want to enjoy yourself because blasphemy. Also, don't ever admit that you have boobs. Yeah, ever. 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 And really never admit that you might have sexual feelings. Yes, never admit yeah, that. Never, ever, ever. Yeah, oh. Martha or Marta or what is her Marta name? Marta. Marta this sister yeah that bitch has a lot of problems jesus christ <laughs> oops i used a derogatory term for women looks like i'm a misogynist again well you kind of are oh fuck yeah she's got a lot of hang-ups and you're gonna find out even more about them soon they the sisters get together and you can tell maybe they're starting to form a plan of how to dispose the body laura starts to search for her sister but uh no buses or taxi services have actually picked her up at all so you know it's a very small village they would recognize her yeah especially Especially since she was a hot lady that all these guys were oogling and going crazy for. Yeah, well, she's from London, so. You think they would all be trying to, like, find her and get to know her and all that other kind of stuff? Because once again, they saw her sunbathing and no man can yeah. control themselves after that. We see the sisters are cleaning up a lot of blood in the kitchen, so it looks like there might have been a hack job, you know, cutting cutting the body up. Yeah, the one thing this film does really, really well is you don't know what the sisters are doing with the bodies for a good portion yes, of it. Yes, they do a really That's good job. the real mystery of what's going on yeah. in this place. Like, how are they hiding it? What are they doing? How are they getting away with this? Because you see this? this fire in the background constantly and you start thinking maybe they're throwing pieces into this small stove. Yeah, but it's not ever going to get fucking like, hot enough to yeah. be able to actually dispose of a body. But you know, okay, but not everyone knows how hot a fire needs to be to dispose of a body like you. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Just understand that you're not normal. <laughs> I accept that. Okay. But I would assume that most audiences watching this film film would know that you can't get rid of a body in a small fire like that. Maybe if it's cut into pieces, they think you can. It doesn't matter if you cut your life into pieces and that's your last resort. You can't <laughs> but, burn the chunks that easily. What about suffocation? No breathing. Well, that's how you take somebody out, but that's uh, not going to get rid of the body. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if you cut your arm bleeding? Yep. <laughs> God. Now somebody's going to make one uh, yeah, of those yeah, into yeah, a yes, clip on yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Papa Roach. <laughs> Which I think is a reference to the marijuanas. Do you? Kind of. Mm, Veronica is having nightmares and actually vomits. Uh, she's still thinking that they should have called the cops. You can tell Veronica is much more feeling guilty. Like, you know, this was an accident. She slipped. Uh, where Marta believes that she's on a mission from God. Now, I don't think that you saw this movie, but in the Return of the Blind Dead, a.k.a. Return of the Evil Dead, that was also a Spanish-made horror film, mm -hmm. you've probably watched it at my house, but you probably wouldn't remember it. The second movie 
movie is Return of the Blind Dead. All right. The lady who plays Veronica was featured very prominently in that film. She was the love interest oh. of the main hero-like dude. Is that one of the one where they end up blind in hell? No, that was The Beyond. That was The Beyond, okay. Which is an amazing Italian film. All right. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew that was also an Italian film, so. This is a Spanish film. That was another good one. You do know there's oh. a difference between Spain and Italy, right? No, I don't. Fair I, enough. I'm an American. Thank you. I don't have to know that. I realize you just... <laughs> they got countryside we haven't turned into a dam. <laughs> All I know is we busted them out of a dress spot in WW2. Actually, we pretty much put them in a rougher spot, both Spain and Stop Italy talking facts. WW2. Right. We're living in Trump's America now. Your fake news doesn't work around here anymore. My facts don't work anymore? Fake news. That's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, uh, Veronica, though, is having nightmares. She's vomiting. Um, Laura uh, visits the new museum that's opened, and she meets a friend of her sister's, and that is our next clip. Well, her name's May, and she's taking photographs of these paintings for an English company. Is that right? Yes. You know her? Yes. We were going to have lunch together. She said she was bringing along her sister. You? Yes, that's right. When did you last see her? A couple of days ago. Well, when I arrived, I was told that May had just left. But no one seems to know where she's gone. Did she say anything to you? No, she didn't. I expected to meet her here. Is anything wrong? No. No, it's nothing. She'll probably turn up later. But thanks, anyway. That's okay. All right. We now cut to lunchtime at the inn. And it seems like the inn is like where everyone goes to have like lunch and dinner and such. Yeah. All the townies go hang out there. Yeah, and that's probably so where the two sisters make their most of their money. Yeah. Is everybody eats there because they're upstanding, respectable citizens that fear God and blah, blah, blah. So it's okay for all the gossipy old hens to go there. And just like that, the town gossip, uh, the town gossip woman, Beatrice, wants to know about the new guests. Uh, Marta is pretty much fed out, fed up with the uh, new guests in town. All of them, not just the ones in her house. Um, because they're an outside element. She's xenophobic as shit, which fits perfectly with everything we're talking about with Trump's America. Exactly. Christian nationalism is an ongoing problem. Um, then Marta has the hired hand, Lewis, run up some food to Laura. Laura starts asking about her sister. He states he was not here the day she left, but he knows that day she was on the roof sunbathing some of his friends were the friends who were ogling her. So he also knows because he was also ogling her, but from a different direction. Mm-hmm. But he was being on the sly, sly, so he could work it to her and just like not let anybody know. Holy shit, man! You really built that up in your mind, huh? I literally just came up with that on the fly. That's how dark my mind gets that fast. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> as he walks out, Veronica is very angry that he was in there as for as long as he was because he says, that girl is much more attractive than her. Uh-huh. So they're all jealous, and he says they wanted to leave but she kept asking questions she tells him to never go into her room again and then tells him that he will skip going to the store so she will go that way she can get out of the house and then she really gets up close to him and tells him to wait for her so yeah so all this stuff that marta is being all bitchy and picky and getting on all these other women about and being judgmental as hell her sister's doing behind her back and you're gonna see marta's no better but we'll get there so marta is significantly worse when you think about it but let's yes. go right. we'll move on uh marta then sees another bus pull into town and we see another free spirit young lady jump out of the bus and kind of just she's having fun she's jumping into the town fountain she's playing she's getting all the town men to ogle her and they're they're just starting to ogle her 
And she enjoys having men ogle her from yeah. the look of it. Like she's doing this to get the attention. And I think she likes the attention. I think she getting. likes, yeah, being shocking. Not um, only is she aware of the male gaze, she's like all about it. She's she going to use it to her advantage. Well, yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, man, that's using the it. power of your femininity. Sure. Let's call it that. Yes. Court uses it all the time. The power of my femininity? Yes. Thought we weren't going to talk about Fight Club. Uh, <laughs> I broke the first two rules already. <laughs> That's what I get for being 15 minutes late to Fight Club. Yep. Now let's stop talking about it. All right. Uh, she uh, walks in. She is staying at the inn. She had already booked a, a room for three nights. She drops all her stuff. She's all wet. And like you can kind of see her boobs because her shirt's very thin. So. so thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. And also her playing in the fountain was pretty goddamn in, sexy. Yeah, she's in a crop top, the like really short shorts, and uh, she just drops off all her bags and says, "I'm gonna leave now and find the pool." She turns around and leave. Morda doesn't like it, but she's unable to stop her, so she just starts taking her stuff up. Now, uh, this lady uh, that we were just talking about there uh, is an actress, Lone Fleming, and she was in the first Blind Dead film, apparently. Huh. I just looked her up on IMDb because I'm like, I know that face from somewhere, and I'll never forget the way those boobs look. You do have a photographic memory for them titties. Yeah, every time I see a boob, I memorize them. <laughs> for those tatas. That's how I remember your face, because you just look like a giant boob. But hey. boom same to you. <laughs> uh, but since you shaved your head now, you look more like a dick. Uh, I don't even know what you look like. <laughs> Redneck hillbilly fucking moonshiner. Kinda. A little... On acid. With a little squeal like a pig for me mixed into that. Oh, you're just projecting now. But yeah, that's Lone <laughs> Fleming. Ah, uh, there you go. Marta catches Veronica near the cash box. Uh, Marta says she had noticed that there's some money missing, and she accuses Juan. Ravana, uh, Veronica defends Juan, and... And Marta is very suspicious about why she's always defending the young man. Marta's not stupid. She knows something's going on. And yeah. she just doesn't want to believe that her sister could be who her sister is. So she keeps giving her sister more and more rope to hang herself with. Veronica finds her way to Juan's. Uh, and she is just in time for some funny business. But she won't let Juan see her undress. And Juan kind of follows her around while she's getting undressed. And she gets down to her, just her, her, her bottoms, her panties. And do you remember what he said when he's like, oh, I want to see, I want to see? Yeah. And you know what she said to him? Do you remember? It's, it's not proper. Yeah, but do you know what else she said? Uh, not even married couples. Yeah, do that. Horseshit, lady. I see my wife naked all the time. <laughs> like, if I didn't, I think we'd have a problem. <laughs> right? I, I don't think you're supposed to be... I don't think you should be married if you don't want to see your partner naked all the time. But anyway, uh, she covers up with a blanket, and then will allow Juan to help take her underwear off. It's a sheet. She covers yeah, up with sheet. a bed sheet. And then and uh, Juan pretty much doesn't ask. He just rips both her shoes yeah. and her panties off. And then they literally roll around the bed making out. And then Veronica. The most tame, boring sex scene ever. Right. Although I will say Veronica has a beautiful body and yeah. should not be ashamed of it. And so thank you, movie. Yes, a definite thank you, movie, because all of this is somewhat consensual, except for that underwear grab. And you see some uh, bush in this. There's a little bit of bush, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that was so creepy. <laughs> Well, just wait. It's going to get worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're coming up in a really worse part here that I really don't even want to think about. But I'm just going to be perfectly silent and let you describe everything when that scene pops up. Luckily, I'm not going to be describing anything in that horrific in detail. So uh, anyway, uh, Veronica gets a far away look in her eyes, and that actually leads to our next clip. What's wrong? Luis, I'm afraid. My sister found out the money was missing. The money I gave you. 
I told you I didn't want the money. Every time I come here, I'm afraid I might be followed. If she found out about us, I think she'd kill me. She's probably not wrong. Uh, <laughs> Marta is back at the inn, and she cannot find Veronica or Lewis. So she heads out, and she goes looking. She actually finds Lewis's place and actually enters it without knocking. But only she only finds an empty bed, so she was too late to catch anybody in the act. Yeah. Uh, this feels like padding. Uh, kind of. Marta, Marta snooping around, trying to find out what's going on with Veronica. Yeah. It felt like they made that a little bit longer than they needed to. Yeah, they heard stumbling in the... Uh, or walking around the village. Yeah. Well, stumbling pretty well, much matches how she after walks. after this. Yeah. After this. So, so she leaves Lewis's and she's like, now she's kind of stumbling around and looking around and here's where it gets weird. And as she walks, she hears some boys playing in the water and uh, Lewis is one of them. And she walks up and uh, through like all this like sticks or thorn bushes almost, it seems like. Yeah, it's like a thick, like a yeah. thicket, like a bunch of different yeah. like briar patch or something. And as she looks on uh she sees a bunch of young naked boys playing in the water and she's entranced i guess it's a little bit more than that yeah she's, she's, she's heavily she's heavily into all the bodies she's seeing and not just louise's like there's little kids in the water yeah, there's as well. little kids in the and yeah. she's staring at the junk of all the of the junk guys of all of them and, and the film flashes. is focusing in on a, a younger of, male a yeah. lot a little too much a little too much to be comfortable for the viewer it almost zoom lenses in on it so if you haven't watched the movie yet there's your warning so the thing that's important is the kids are just playing innocently and if they yes. didn't have it cut back and forth with her staring at the guys and giving these longing lustful looks it would be a perfectly innocent scene other than the sheer amount of cock they keep showing on screen <laughs> Yeah, because like, it's it's an excessive amount, and it's like the same shot of the same boy over and, and over and over again. It just makes me wonder what the director's doing here. It's really ham-handed the way that they do yeah. it, and really they should have been shooting the older man to show her lust first, and then really focus in on him. So like she's looking him up and down how she wants Lewis. Yes, but then to drive home the fact that she's a little bit more excessively twisted than what she wants to admit, she can start looking and peering over and then you get the hint that she's watching everybody yeah there's a more tactful way of doing this and they went the very sleazy route yes they did the extremely sleazy route and this that is, in this day and age really screams I pedo this movie could never be released in this day and age with it, that scene it was but you mean like no in this day like a new scene yeah, yeah. no no you couldn't even shoot that now. you couldn't shoot that now you'd be arrested more than likely yes yeah I mean you, yeah there's just no ifs and or buts yes there's no ifs, no ands, and no buts. Just, just can't film that. <laughs> well, it, but uh, who knows? This wasn't made here. This was made in, in Spain. I, who knows what it's like over there to make a movie anymore? I'm I don't know. pretty sure that legally speaking, they wouldn't allow you to film that yeah. either. I can't. I wouldn't think so. But and they all. Feel, I'm just saying. I don't know for sure. I'm going to regret referring to them as this, but they all feel like insert shots where it was shot later and then it was punched into the movie to make it feel more salacious, gross. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're. I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I just didn't want to use the term "insert shot" when we're talking about the subject. <laughs> 
object that's being, yeah, yeah. being shot. We're being very careful here so the sick fucks who listen to this can't cut something out. <laughs> and then we have a really, really, really bad clip. Yeah, it could be significantly worse. And I'm really disappointed in your uh, decorum. <laughs> decorum, sorry. I want to use shit against you, <laughs> goddammit. Oh, God. Uh, let's see here. So anyway, she stumbles, Morta decides to stumble away. And um, she walks through more of this, these thorn branches and all this and it's really cutting herself up on but it's almost like she's enjoying being cut like you know she knows she watched a bunch of you know naked males in a in a water so now she's like punishing herself type thing yeah it's um attrition it's uh, yeah attrition active attrition it's kind of punishing the flesh to because of your want of for the flesh yeah it, no it's yeah, a very I mean, catholic exact, thing yeah, yeah yeah no no yeah exactly uh but she's kind of she's very much like really disheveled she gets back to the end as soon as she realizes that veronica still isn't there neither is louise then she starts cleaning up her wounds however i think something must have jump started marta because then we cut to she is getting all very prettied up hair down lots of makeup on and then really kind of you know not risque dress but almost like a party dress it's a very beautiful like almost flamenco style dress because yes. it has the flowers stuff that you would see like the flamenco dancers wearing yeah exactly i don't know how else to describe it's it that's flashy. my culture it's, it's, yeah. it's not like i'm not saying risque it's just flashy because they wear for very, her it's extremely because risque, her yeah. and veronica wear very plain clothes very conservative yes. plain clothes. Yes. yes so veronica walks in while she's getting ready in all this outfit and that is our next clip you'll have to give me some money martyr i have to go to the market tomorrow why are you doing that why not i wore it for the first time at beatrice's wedding that is the dress that man gave to you and you shouldn't wear it. Why? I don't know. I just don't think it's right. It's not right, is it? But it's all right. When you get all excited at seeing Luis in the courtyard, 20 years younger than you, and it's all right to steal money from your sister. Why do you do it, Veronica? Do not speak so loud. You'll wake up that girl. I don't care. I've nothing to hide. Hi. I finally got here. Miss, I must tell you something. Well, that's quite a change. I didn't notice. You look much prettier. Don't touch me. Have you got a lover, huh? I was decent when young, as I am decent now. My house is a respectable house. I don't like young ladies coming in at late hours. And what about you? All right, all right. Don't get upset. Really? You look 40 years younger. Good night. You hear me, Veronica? Lock the door at 11 o'clock tomorrow night. Wow. Lock the door. <laughs> yeah. Modern's fucking crazy. <laughs> Do you have a lover? <laughs> Helen's whole fucking riot in this, though. Helen's a riot, and she, but she's got crazy eyes. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of scary herself. Well, you're only you're you're flashing forward. Right now, her eyes no. don't appear all that crazy. Yeah, they do. Even in this scene, that's where I first saw her looking crazy because she gets all like when she's like, "Do you have a lover?" I think you just found her attractive, crazy. and that's why you want her to have crazy eyes because you like crazy. No, I find her attractive because she has crazy eyes because I'm attracted to crazy. Six of one, half dozen of the other. <laughs> We're arguing the same point. The next day, Marta and Veronica watch uh, Helen run around the village in a very run out to the village in a very very short dress we have a montage of helen going around town hanging out with dudes you know just kind of enticing the town uh, as marta would say it. yeah uh she say marta's pretty much saying the girl would deserve kind of the wrath that the other girl got even worse uh veronica states that marta should not say those things as she does not know the will of god uh as they all of a sudden hear like a bell ring and she tells veronica 
I could go have their knives sharpened. It was like the town knife sharper. That was a thing back then. Yeah. And she also tells her to gives her, gives her some scissors to also sharpen. So there's some scissor action. Yeah. The only scissoring action you get to see in this yeah, film at yeah, all is the yeah. scissors being sharpened. Yes. Or taken to be sharpened. Exactly. Matt was very forlorn about that. I was sad. Uh, Laura checks with Veronica about her sister in our next clip. I'm very worried about not hearing anything from my sister. Are you sure that you haven't received a, a telegram or a telephone call? Uh, no, not a thing. Well, don't you remember if she mentioned where she was going before she left? She said nothing. She left and that's all there is to it. And furthermore, I'm glad she's no longer here. I know she's your sister, but you're different. What do you mean by that? I mean nothing. But have you seen how that Helen Miller dresses? So provocative and indecent? Yes, I've seen her. They think it's the modern style, but it's pure indecency. You are also a foreigner, but your dress is normal. It's elegant. Sometimes people wear other clothes to be more comfortable. Comfort's no excuse. I would never dream to walk about the house in my underwear to be more comfortable. Will you have breakfast? No, thank you. Any news from your sister? No, not yet. What do you think of this? I bought it from an old woman in the village. You'd have to travel a long way before you'd find anything half as good as this. Oh, it's beautiful. Who is she? Her name's Helen. She's staying at the same pension. She'll be back in a minute. Do you want to meet her? Of course. She looks the kind that is looking for sun and adventures to last them the rest of the year. Don't you approve of that? Who? Me? Naturally. They don't do anybody any harm. Why don't you explain that to the owners of the pension? According to them, unless you're dressed from head to foot, you should be burning in hell. And the sooner the better. Laura's not wrong. She pretty much got that one down. <laughs> yeah. Morna uh, checks on Helen's room, and it's just a mess of a room. Her clothes are kind of, you can tell she's a free spirit, just kind of like wherever stuff where it lays. Uh, some people would just call that messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's just a fucking mess, man. <laughs> I'm a free spirit. You're a fucking slob. There's a difference, all right? But uh, checking Helen's room, she really starts looking at some fake lashes. But, you know, hey, listen, not for nothing, Morna, you don't need the fake lashes she has pretty good eyelashes just saying i can't get over how much i hate her to comment on the actress all right anyway uh (laughs) like the character i hate so much i just i can't do it yeah uh and then she finds pictures like pictures probably uh helen has taken and all that because a lot of people who are coming to this museum are photographers because the museum's never been open to the public before so a lot of photographers want to get and take these pictures and as she goes through the pictures it makes her mad because not that they're scandalous in anyway but to more to other scandalous it's like a picture of her with men but they're all clothed and everything it's just to any normal person these are not bad pictures but to more to to a religious zealot asshole buckwad like her it's a problem because a woman was photographed standing around a group of men yes which automatically signifies that she has had sex with all of them at the same time yes all of that yeah and Morda is pissed that a it wasn't her or b she didn't get to watch and sovereignly masturbate that that's um that's that's real exact like, eh. you've put some thought into that again mine just goes to those dark places uh let's see here helen and eduardo are coming back from a night out and helen is fairly uh intoxicated uh eduardo's actually being a, a really nice gentleman here and like just walking her home like eduardo's a good cat as far as we can tell yeah eduardo is not a bad guy yeah he she because she even tries to kind of come on to him a little bit he's just kind of like I'm just here to get you home, you know. Kind of yeah. like you're you're drunk. This ain't 
you know, it wouldn't be right for me to. I don't think he says it that way. I think he, he just he's not interested in her because he's sniffing around uh, Laura's candy. Yeah, but I think I don't think that's all. I think it's he's a good guy. He's just not going to take advantage of a drunk woman. So, but she is. Uh, I think he just wants Laura, and he knows that Helen can't see, keep her. But mouth you just shut. do the worst in everybody. Yes, I absolutely do. Yeah, so that's you're not right automatically just because you see the worst in everybody. Everybody lives up to the worst in them, though. No, they don't. Yes, they fucking do. No, they don't. People are genuinely horrible, awful things. Some of them are. Yes, all of them are oh my god every single person on this planet more of a nihilist than me i've always been that way you dumb fuck you had a fucking shithole god almighty uh you are the fucking worst just do the notes you're the fucking worst let me do the notes and stop disagreeing with me and injecting your fucking horrific view of humanity on it i just don't believe that he's as sweet and innocent as you want him to be i'm not saying he's sweet and you're innocent. just trying to find one good person in this whole movie i'm saying he's a good guy that doesn't want to take advantage of a drunk girl i will say that he is a good guy in this scenario and doesn't take advantage of a drunk girl okay but she's also not that intoxicated that she doesn't know what she's doing i think she just has enough of a buzz to make an excuse to want to sleep with the guy maybe but all right so but we agree that he is <laughs> being cool but the reason in this situation but we're disagreeing is the reasons why fuck you then all right anyway <laughs> just fuck off just shut the fuck god fuck <laughs> jesus fucking christ <laughs> get through the I, fucking notes. I just think it's because it's going to spoil his chances with Laura, and he doesn't want that, so he doesn't do it. What the fuck ever? Oh my god! <laughs> be that kind of fucking show now. Uh <laughs> Maybe she is a little too inebriated. I, mean, <laughs> I personally wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> Why do you have to say it like that? It makes it sound like I fucking would. Oh, okay. So your biography taking you advantage of taking advantage of drunk girls the Matt Psyop story? That's not a thing. I told you that's not a working title. That's just something we were kicking around the office. It's a thing. You're gonna have to rewrite that title in this day and age if you're ever gonna finish that biography. <laughs> the fucking, it's never gonna be done. Are you kidding me? Uh, let's see here. Uh, the I love that you got pissed when you knew where I was going with that, and you stopped the joke just to be like, "You fucking asshole." <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, as Helen is let in by Morda, she Morda wants her Helen to leave the next day. She's sick and tired of her shit. And Helen begins to corner Marta and start saying, you know, what, what do you have underneath your clothes that makes you so much different than me? And she starts ripping like her clothes off with her hands, like just tearing at her clothes. Do you get the feeling that Helen was trying to come on to her in a very forceful way? I, I have a feeling Helen at that point in time man woman mineral vegetable would have been coming on to you i think she's open for for, for uh you know anything she would she's have jumped on the top of the washington monument and said she could take it yeah yeah i think so like <laughs> like she sees the statue of liberty and she says i'm gonna get me that tall bitch yeah 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 you know i'm just saying right now that's why i'm like okay she may be drunk but helen knows what she's doing and is very consciously making these choices she she, she wants experiences even uh Eduardo says that later. She's looking for fun and experience. 
experience something to brag about for the cold winter months for the rest of the year while yeah. she's here yeah so uh as she continues to corner marta exposing marta more and more she's ripping her clothes off of her yeah. in a very rapey manner yes which uh, matt got very excited about because he was hoping for some unwanted scissoring no no i only like wanted scissoring www.consensualscissoring.com <laughs> it's consensually consensual scissoring Morta then grabs a knife off the table and stabs uh, Helen. Uh, Helen screams out and dies. That was symbolic. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> it would have been better if she had killed her with the scissors. <laughs> like, wow, she died from scissoring. Uh Veronica comes down and uh, at this point, Morta is sure that Laura has heard them, uh, uh, has heard Helen screams. Veronica states that, no, she's asleep. Morta heads upstairs holding the knife saying that she must be faking it. Uh, they open up the door and she's looking at her and Veronica is able to calm her sister enough down to not go in there and murder Laura. Uh, Morta, it was like downstairs getting ready to prepare Helen's body. Uh, Morta does say that she's very proud of Veronica for defending her. So it gets some of the suspicion I think Morta had on Veronica off her back a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, in reality, Veronica stopped her sister from being sexually assaulted. Yes. I mean, that's where this was going. Yeah. They may not have been, they may have been implying it, you know, no, and not I, really outwardly saying Helen it. Helen was kind of a shit here. Yeah, Helen was a horrible person. Yeah, she's she was, not a good person no, either. No, because she was pretty much ripping clothes off somebody just because of that Just other because she knew opinion. she was a prude and she yeah. wanted to show her yeah. up and turn her, I guess. Yeah, not even that. I think just, you know, uh, yeah, who knows? Contaminate her with her filth. Yes. She wanted to be elbow deep inside that borderline. Mm, okay, go ahead and talk about it slower. She wanted to be elbow deep inside of that borderline. That's my fetish. Gig good D. All right. Uh, we see a uh, young woman the next day who has a baby on her back carrying it like Yoda. Uh, and she's deciding to check in. And after which she gets to the end, that leads to the sisters talking in our next clip. Beautiful baby. Her mother's very pretty. Don't you think she looks a bit, uh, a little sad? Her husband wasn't able to come with her. I can't see how I can let them travel alone. And with an eight-month-old baby. And the way she carries it. I hope she stays with us for a while. It must be wonderful to have a baby like that. Yes. It's more work, but I don't mind. The mother seems to be a nice girl. You only have to look at her face. Helen? Oh, I was looking for Helen. She went early this morning. Did she say when she was coming back? You misunderstood. The young lady who occupied this room left the village this morning. But that's impossible. Well, that's what happened. She got up almost as early as we did and paid her bill. Did anyone call her? We don't keep a check on all the phone calls our guests may make or receive. And her departure is no great loss to us. The friendship of that girl would never be good for you. I think you're being very unfair. And I don't like the way you're always criticizing people. The truth always hurts. Prepare my bill. I'm leaving. Did I offend her? You shouldn't have spoken to her like that. Laura is a good girl. I told her for her own good. Well, that's up to her. Make up her bill. Let her go. As Laura is leaving, she runs into the mother while her and the baby are eating and lets her know that if she needs anything to call her. So she's scared for her, obviously. Uh, well, yeah, people are mysteriously disappearing when they stay at this hotel, including her sister. Yes. 
And Laura's getting more and more suspicious. And now there's a baby here. And this lady's slightly cuter than Laura, so she wants to keep tabs on her because all women are just jealous of each other constantly. Hashtag sarcasm. Women, that's why they can't be friends. Hashtag sarcasm. I mean, just because it's true. Hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> See, that makes everything fine. Yeah, it's fine. When yeah. We use hashtag sarcasm. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, we're not saying that. A lot <laughs> of people are saying it. That doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it true. Some people said something. I heard some things once, and now I'm just repeating them. Some people just said some stuff, and I'm just repeating what other people have been talking about. I'm just saying what I heard. That's all. And then we're just also saying sarcasm, because we're pretty sure that those people are sarcastic. They gotta be sarcastic. We're, we're really hoping. If not, then they're pretty evil people. Yes. I think we've uh, covered our ass enough here. No. No? Okay, keep going. <laughs> hashtag sarcasm, hashtag sarcasm, hashtag sarcasm. I did three hashtag sarcasm. We're good. Alright. Laura meets with Eduardo, and that is our next clip. Hello there. Coming to stay here? Hello. Yes, but only for a couple of days. By the way, how is Helen this morning? What do you mean? I had to see her home last night. She had one too many. You took her home? What did the sisters say? Nothing. They told me that Helen had left the village this morning. Doesn't that seem strange to you? No, she was a little lonely and bored. She hadn't found that adventure to last her the rest of the year. Eduardo, are there any police in this village? Police? What on earth do you want a policeman for? I don't know. But are there? In a tiny village like this, I don't think so. But I suppose the nearest to the police would be the mayor. But why? You say she has disappeared, and the other girl as well. But those girls travel around a lot. Nobody can control them. Where do we put the new game? I'll be with you in a minute. We've no way of knowing whether they just left or... Do you know the sisters well? If you mean I'm one of their regular customers, no. They belong to another generation. Something about them. I'm worried. Well, several years ago, Dania Marta was about to marry, but her fiancé disappeared on her wedding day. He had eloped with a younger, more modern girl. Doña Marta was ill for some time. In town, they say she is crazy. Now there's another foreign girl staying there. What do you want me to do? You want me to speak to Doña Marta? No, it would be useless. Uh, <laughs> well, she ain't wrong. It would be useless. I love this town all of a sudden. I mean, sure, there are a bunch of religious zealot motherfuckers, but yeah. it does have one bonus. What's that? There's no police. There's uh, just a mayor. That's true. That's true. Well, and the, this mayor is kind of like, he, I don't think he He's so much of a zealot because he's even saying those two are kind of an older, different generation. You yeah, know? and the older, different generation all get together to do the town gossip and talk about everybody in their little inn whenever they actually have the lunch there. But a little town with no cops, that's awesome because... Old cops are bumbling dummies. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for that. Anyway, Veronica is hanging out with Luis again in his pad, and they, and she is talking about how happy this having the baby in the house has made Morta. Almost like she has not been angry, she hasn't asked about the money, she hasn't, like, gone on tirades uh, against Veronica, so she's, you know. Yeah, these are two women that are a little past their childbearing years, I would say. Oh, um, definitely. And uh, particularly Marta, because I think she's older than Veronica. Um, yeah. Veronica might still have a few baby years left in her that she could possibly have a child if she wanted to. Yes, that's true. But I think it might be close for business for Marta, although there are sometimes late December babies, if you catch my drift. Yeah. They do happen. But uh, this whole thing is like, now they have a child that, you know, she can protect pretend like the life that she had taken away she can kind of pretend like it exists mm -hmm. and then she can raise that child in her own zealot means and you know having a young woman staying there who has a child you know yeah. th that's her that's, whole purpose yeah, no, right? yeah. because lord knows the only reason women need to be here is to put out more babies for the catholic church that's, lord knows we need more people in this world particularly catholics because yeah. you know need numbers yeah catholics are huge into big numbers yeah mostly because their numbers have been dwindling steadily over the years yeah that is not 
uh, not wrong. That's a whole thing. That's uh, they used to be the thing that make fun of like, uh, especially Protestants in this country and all that would make fun of Catholics for is because the large families and they'd be like, well, you know, until the quiverful people came along and made the Catholics seem sane. Yeah, right. Uh, we see the mom goes out shopping with the baby and she's talking to the staff and the staff's like, oh, I'm sure the uh, the boy's father will really enjoy, you know, the postcards you're getting. And the lady goes, uh, father, well, I don't know where he is, but if you find one, let me know. So wrong. Dun, dun, dun. Scandalous. Don't talk like that in this small town. And Red alert. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Well, and you're going to find out why, because town busybody Beatrice talks to the sisters in our next clip. Good afternoon, Martha. Hello, Veronica. Good afternoon, Beatrice. You want something, Beatrice? No, nothing at all. I was just passing by. Listen, we have been friends all our lives, haven't we? Why do you say that? I want you to know that I am telling you for your own good. It is about that girl who just arrived, the one with the baby. What about her? Oh, nothing really. Ah, after all, business is business. You can't refuse to rent her a room just because of that. And maybe you don't even know. Know what? Speak up, Beatrice. What are you talking about? She's not married, and she's got a baby. But she told us that... And don't believe that it's just gossip. She had the effrontery to say in the tobacconist that she didn't know who the father was. Poor little baby. Girls nowadays are just traps. You know who I was thinking of? That shameless wench that fooled your fiancé and ran away with him. Just like her. Remember we heard she had had a baby. Holy shit. She's totally egging her friend on just to get a rise out of her. Yeah, well, they're all this these proud fucking, you know. Self-important, bitty fucking religious zealot assholes. Right? Ah, <sighs> man. Oh, my God. It's fucking gross. Uh, Laura asks uh, a museum, uh, like a curator or something, if he could go ahead and send a message for her. Uh, the uh, sisters are kind of watching the mother, seeing kind of what she's doing and stuff. They're kind of just watching her walk fucking away. Fucking nosy busybodies the whole time. Well, Laura's message was actually to the young mother, and they're talking about the disappearances of Laura's sister and of Helen. She asks that when the mother does leave town to let her know before she leaves. Um, the sisters, we could, the sisters are taking care of the baby for the mother. Uh, Morda is pretty much talking down the mom the entire time saying, look how she leaves like the baby here. You know, she's not taking care of it. She's not helping. You know, she's not doing anything. What kind of mother is she? And all that kind of crap. All stuff that she basically wasn't seeing or even cared about until yeah, she found out her little that, friend came over and started talking shit about the woman. Because you know, those two sisters probably offered to watch the baby while the mother went out. Exactly. This and, is and fucking... then they cut her down. For, for leaving. Yeah. This is fucking high school horse shit framed with a whole bunch of religiosity that makes it justifiable to judge everybody else. Exactly. It's all this fucking star-bellied snitch horse shit where this woman no longer has a star on her belly because she's been revealed to be... <gasps> A single mother. Right? Uh, they talk more about what's best for the baby. Uh, like, uh, uh, Morta once actually sent it away. She's talking about putting it in a Catholic orphanage, which yeah. is the worst place for a child. Veronica fights that. Veronica, though, isn't like fighting for sanity. She just wants to keep the baby there. Well, yeah, because uh, if the baby's there, Marta will be distracted by uh, the baby and will stop worrying about the shit that Veronica's up to. And also Veronica raised a child. And Veronica probably has 
has a little baby fever too. Yeah. Why anybody gets all like worked up about a fucking roly poly little shit machine, I don't understand. Especially when it's not their own. Yeah. They fucking stink. If like, it's not your fault, I why take care of it? I understand what I was like all about my kid when he was a baby, but it's because it was my kid. Yeah, he's your property. Like, yeah, kinda. I mean, until he's 18. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. Last week you were all upset about that. That he's Uncle Sam's problem. <laughs> Uh, just like dad <laughs> but you know but i don't get other people like when other people are like oh you gotta look at my kid look at my kid look 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 and it's like why the fuck should i have to care about your fucking kid you care about your kid that's that the fucking problem people don't care about their own fucking kids anymore I want everyone else to sure everyone's like it takes a village no one fucking does it it just takes fucking at least one person to fucking care you know who thinks it takes a village people who don't want to watch their own fucking kids and nosy motherfuckers that want to know everybody else's life and be in control of other people's kids too both those people want it to take a village yes it only really takes one person two is a little bit more helpful but really one can do it too the more we talk about this movie the more pissed off i am at it right uh the mother gets back and she sees that her bag is packed and like on the outside of the room so she goes looking for her child and as she's going through room to room she can hear her crying baby she walks into the kitchen she asks why her suitcase was packed outside morta wants her to leave and states that she's not fit to be a mother that she did the easy part about making the baby but she won't she's not up for the hard work of actually doing it excuse me if you do it right making the baby is not necessarily the easy part right you're doing things right it's hard it's a lot of work it's real hard you need to replenish a lot of fluids yeah and there's quite a few sandwiches to eat to keep uh, your energy going that's right (laughs) what are you gonna do with that sir Circus clown. You gotta have that circus clown in there. What? Nothing? What? Who's oh. saying? People are saying stuff. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people are saying stuff. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people are talking. A lot of people were saying stuff. And I just For the stuff. record, I was into it. I was just curious. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, uh, Veronica says that they will take better care of the child than she can. Uh, There is a fight. This is fucking baby snatching. (laughs) It really is. The mother and Morta start fighting, and when the mother gets the upper hand of Morta and kind of beats her down a little bit, she turns around to grab her child, and Morta stabs her in the back with like a hook, like a meat hook, and the mother falls, killing her. Did the meat hook kill her, or did the fall kill her? The meat hook in the back, probably. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. The fall finished her off. Yeah. If she wasn't dead by the time she hit the ground, she was gonna be because yeah, she ain't be- happy. Yeah. Uh Marta begins throwing all the clothes into the fire. Uh as Veronica goes through the mother's uh items, she finds a letter for uh Wait, is this the scene where Marta is stripping her nude yeah. you're talking about and throwing uh-huh. all the clothes in the yeah. fire? Why didn't you mention that she's being stripped nude? Because she's dead. Yeah, and she's still warm. And that dead body had one hell of a tushy. Yeah. All right. I can't lie about that. She did have a fine ass, but I wanted to see better than you. And that just went away. Interesting underwear, too. <laughs> Seems like it was like knitted underwear. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was a lot of like lacy undergarments that were showing off but it, butt that, cracks that was, in this that movie. Was, that wasn't even lacy. That seemed more like yarn. Like it was knitted by her grandma. Like Crocheted undies. Like, like she said, grandma, make some sexy panties. Clip. Clip. <laughs> 
Doily panties. It's Do- a thing. Do- it's a thing. Doily panties are a thing. Macrame was really big in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, so maybe. Macrame doily panties. Still not a thing. Oh, really? really? It's a thing. Yeah, yes, thank yeah, I you. think they're going to have an thank argument you, David. here. That's not a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> I, I somewhat agree with It Dave. was in the movie, yeah. Boz, so. That's not a thing. No, it was in the movie. It's a thing. Yes, thank you. Do you, you. think anything's a thing to Boz? Maybe. He just wanted to give us a counterbalance Maybe. to Dave's it's a thing. Uh, point, not, sometimes not everything's a thing. Point, counterpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had it. no counterpoints in this show. Yeah. It was all from our perspective <laughs> yeah. on what is or isn't a thing. Yeah. And it still is. It's We're just, a thing. Sorry, yeah, We Boz. just have plausible deniability. Boz, you're wrong on this one. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Dave. Uh, but anyway, Veronica starts reading in a letter she found in the mother's bag, and that is our next clip. This was in her bag, darling. I received your letter. I cannot believe you want to go to London to get a divorce. I admit I've left you very much on your own for several months and that there is nothing sadder than loneliness. But I love you both too much, you and the baby. She was married. She told the truth. Married? One of those marriages, which isn't really a marriage at all. She wanted a divorce. Mark. That's not marriage! Just goes to show you, if you really want to talk yourself into something, you can. Marta is so full of shit and so far up her own ass about her superiority with God and religion and all of that horse shit. Pretty much like all of these religious zealot fucks out there. Hey, I'm right here. I said zealot. Oh, I don't know what that means, so we're fine. (laughs) Yeah, and you most certainly are not. Yes. I mean, I can't be anything I can't spell. (laughs) Uh, Yes, but yeah, no, Marta's being a bitch. Um, (laughs) Newsflash. (laughs) Newsflash, everyone, Marta. It's a bitch. Uh, we see more busloads of people showing up. Uh, Laura calls, and we find out that pregnant mom's name is Norma. So she calls Norma, and uh, uh, and she is told that she's gone. Uh, so she's already concerned because she knew Norma would call her. Or so she was told that Norma would make yeah. sure that she calls her. Yeah. But So anyway, Laura visits, uh, but now it's a third person who just mysteriously left. Laura visits Eduardo and tells him about Norma. Uh, that night, she is insistent going to look for proof, she sneaks into the inn. She heads down to the cellar and she's checking these wine canisters. Uh, she's using a stick by one and she's kind of just moving stuff around the canisters and she's trying to switch the liquid but she doesn't really find anything. But it's very important to know that she takes the stick from one particular canister and starts using it on all the canisters. Yes. That's very important and that'll come up later. Oh, it's also important to note that these are giant fucking wine these vats. These are huge wine vats. I and mean, it looks are, as though the women are making wine in this place. They're making their own wine. She has to crawl up on a ladder just to get to the top of these things. That's how big they are. Like, you could easily, it's like a two or three person tall wine vat. Yes. She has to crawl up to a ladder just to be able to get to the top. She can barely lift the lids. Now, we've pretty much probably explained this enough that you know where this is going. Well, once you see the vats, you kind of figure it out on your own. You kind of get an idea. Yeah. And that also the stick thing comes into play. Yes. Uh, Now, did you think you saw what I thought I saw hanging off the stick while she was using it and she didn't notice it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I was pretty sure it was there for a couple of the stirs, yeah. but we'll get to that later. But anyway, uh, she was getting ready to go check a third 
heard one, and then she hears someone coming. It turns out it's Marta. She is able to sneak past Marta and get back out, but Marta knows someone was there, but not who. Uh, then she looks, she sees a key to the basement lock is still in the lock, because obviously uh, Lauren uh, uh, Lauren left it there. Um, she asks uh, Veronica, she told Veronica to make sure that she had never left, leave that out. She has to put that away. Uh, Veronica can't remember if she left it there or not. Uh, they go down there, they see the stick is in the wrong place. There's a jug that's in a wrong place. She keeps accusing... A smaller jug, yes. She accuses Veronica of trying to, you know, sabotage things, like, because she can't remember if she said anything wrong. Uh, Veronica, as we can see, is feeling very guilty about the murder, especially of the of Norma. And Marta, at this point, is very cold and calculated and says, don't worry, just listen to your big sister. I always know what's best for you. So... Yeah, that most likely, works. Most likely, Morta, but she got stood up by this dude, the dude she was stood up by, pretty much probably told Veronica, don't, you don't want to ever probably bother with men. They're they're all bad. Just so maybe, she's not alone. I can maybe, see it. Maybe, yeah. I can see it because she said, I've always known what's best for you, so I can I, see her... I will agree with you that I would say that Marta has been sabotaging every relationship Veronica has ever had. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of a creepy codependency going on between the two of them. That's more than just sisters. Yeah. I don't think it's weird like that. But we'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, Veronica visits Luis. She hands him a big fat wad of cash, but wants him to leave the village. Uh, She's scared and doesn't want him to be there when it all happens. So Veronica, I think, has a good idea that they're going to be caught. Yeah, she knows what's up and she doesn't want Luis around for that to happen. Yeah. Because she doesn't want him to witness her perp walk. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, while eating uh, at the inn, uh, town busybody Beatrice sees something in her plate. Then she starts getting all faint and falls down. As everyone's checking, the husband also sees this weird thing in her plate and pockets it. We get a little glimpse of what it might be, yeah, but and it looks kind of like the thing that we thought we saw floating yes. around on the stick. Laura comes back to the inn with Eduardo, posing as her husband. Marta allows them in to stay, but Mar- Marta also knows she has seen Eduardo around before, so this isn't really going to help. Yeah, it's just a distraction technique. Yeah. Uh, Beatri- uh, Beatrice caught an infection from the food, but she will be fine. The husband asks the doctor about the other thing that he has, and the doctor says that he is running tests on that now. Eduardo goes snooping in the wine can- uh, canisters and finds the bodies of the dead women in the wine canisters. One of them missing an eye when it comes floating to the surface. That's right. Then Marta kills Eduardo with an axe chop to the back. So yeah. See ya, bro. You were possibly the only good character in Matt's estimation. And Laura. What's Laura done? I don't know, but I'll think of something. Yeah, you just want to be mad at the world. I just hate everyone in this movie. The town folks and the mayor are all discussing what was on that plate. And that is our final clip. Is it true? Yes. When my wife fainted, I picked it up on the plate without anyone seeing me. It has been saturated in alcohol for some time. By the color of it, red wine. The eye of a woman. Dun, dun, dun! So anyway, Laura goes looking around for Eduardo and finds him dead in bed. She is jumped by the sisters and is gagged and her hands are tied behind her back. She's kind of being interrogated, like, are you, you know, were you lying to us? We don't want to hurt you. Just tell us the truth now and we won't hurt you either way. Veronica's trying to be very comforting. Um, She's good copping her. Yeah. And at this point, uh, Morta decides that she's not going to tell. So she picks up the bloody axe and... Laura kind of breaks down 
and, and Veronica starts comforting her a little bit. So you can definitely still see, you know, Veronica still is probably the most human out of the two as she starts comforting her. Yeah, hopefully Veronica will get a deal where she can testify against all the stuff that her sister did. she didn't actually did. kill anybody. Well, Helen. Well, but Helen, that was, yeah, but that, that was, was kind of defending her sister who was being attacked. Kind of, but she also is an accessory after the fact for multiple murders. That's true. Which That's, is why she needs to testify against her sister yeah. to be able to get a reduced sentence or something. Um, as she's comforting Laura, that gives Laura a chance to kind of run away. Uh, neither of the sisters seem to sh- you know, worried. She, uh, Laura is still bound and gagged. You know, her hands are behind her back and she's gagged. She's trying to get out of multiple different doors, but the doors are all locked and the sisters are slowly walking down the stairs. As all this happens, we see the entire town is walking the streets heading towards the end. So they're real fucking torches and yelling yeah. rabble, 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 rabble. Yeah, they're uh, pissed. Yes. Uh, Laura looks cornered in a bedroom and just as it looked like the sisters are about to kill her, uh, she tears down some drapes and as the drapes fall, it is right in front of the entire town exposing the sisters. Laura looks to them, tears in her eyes, roll credits. All right, I want to just state right off the bat, my anger is towards the characters and the actions that are taking place in the film. Not the actual people in it, the mm-hmm. actors and actresses. Right, well, that part is obvious. And not the actual film itself, because overall, I actually really like this film. Yeah, it wasn't half bad. I didn't enjoy watching it, because this isn't the kind of film that I can enjoy, because every single situation that's happening in the film is angering me and frustrating me, and it just keeps compounding from there. Yeah. So I'm laughing out at every single character there. I like that Beatrice. Like, oh, I understand you have to run a business, so you can't, I guess, just deny him. But, I mean, can you imagine that? She doesn't have to... Women, these yes. ladies yes. these days are all tramps, is what she says. And you're like, oh, fuck Flip. you! Oh, fuck. <laughs> I almost fucking crypt keep her laugh there. Uh, no. um, the idea that the entire town, or at least the older, gossipy women in the town, are ruling with this sort of iron fist of just rumor and gossip and public opinion yeah, and just like popularity contests. It feels like the worst aspects of every human interaction. And it's not even a ever. popularity contest. It's the more righteous contest, which is essentially the popularity contest. Yeah, I know. I'm just whoever saying. could appear to be the most virtuous is clearly the most prominent member of society in that town. And then they have their little cool girls click there. Right. You know. It's fucking high school that never ends because they never leave that fucking town. Yeah. That's why you don't stay in the town you were fucking born in. That's Just right. don't do it. Don't. It'll make you a better person. Yeah. Get out there. Experience. Or you know what? Move back to that town if you get like a really good job or you want to take over like a family business. But before you do it, get out and experience the world so you can bring that experience back with you to your town. Move to some place where there are people that are not the same culture that you grew up with. Exactly. Move get- to a different area. Experience different people. Have sex with a lot of different different partners safely yes expand your horizons expand your life and don't end up like these people because they're backward they're frustratingly ignorant and they are everything that is wrong with and, this is this is a snapshot of america right it, now the nationalistic horseshit yeah, that's think, exactly what this is and that's why it's pissed me off 
off so and much. Exactly. Don't think it's because it's just small town people either. If someone who's born in New York City and they never left New York City, there's a pretty good chance they're an ignorant fuck. Yeah, if you didn't leave the town that you were born in, yeah. chances and are... You've never like explored outside. If you're still kicking around the same four blocks you were born on? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're kind of an ignorant fuck probably. <laughs> Regardless of how big the rest of the city is. If you were, let's say you lived all your life in New York City, but you've gone purposely on trips to someplace that's vastly different than where you live. Or just drove a couple of blocks south. Yes, something. (laughs) And experienced a different ideal set from your own. Then that's something. But if you can't bother to fucking do that in a city that has fucking that much shit, you know, where you don't actually even have to leave the city, you're an ignorant fuck. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. Everything about the these people aggravates me yeah like it, you could very easily replace their virtue signaling horseshit that they're screaming with build the fucking wall yeah because well, it's yeah. the same type of xenophobic horseshit that's based on the outsiders are coming in because of this new museum opening up and look at the filth and the rabble that are coming to our town oh lord we have to cleave every rotten sinner and it's specifically towards women yeah the men that are coming to the town can behave however they act because boys will be boys Uh uh-huh but goddamn one fucking sexually free woman wants to roam around town past 11 and it's the end of the fucking world in this place those sisters were cool can you imagine how much scissoring could have been happening in that end (laughs) there would be all sorts of wonderful sexual stuff that these sisters could have been enjoying yeah all sorts of life that they could have been having a good time but they're stuck in these fucking broken ass backwards medieval modes of women are only for childbearing and are the glory of man because God saith it is so. Fuck that. <laughs> right? Fuck everything about this plot line except for the fact that it worked so well it angered me this I much. I know. That's why it's okay. <sighs> no, it's it's a really well made film. I don't know when I'm going to watch this again because yeah. it really fucking angered me. Just like the next time if you have to guest on a podcast we're like, we really need angry court go all right i'll just think about the plot line of a candle for the devil yeah i'm I've, i'm done, I'm done. It, was, it was a great film yes it was really well made the shots are really well executed and you and not as much filler as i thought it was going to be no and the wine reveal of that's where the bodies are being held yeah. like as soon as you see it you know that's what's going on yeah but it was great still, but they still built they the tension t- because yeah. she went through every single one but the last one that she got interrupted for yeah and then that final reveal that but you knew still- that was what was happening is revealed yeah, yeah. so so yeah, everything I loved it. I thought it was a good flick. And we were talking about it, but the fucking eyeball was on the stick, right? Yeah, you did yes, see you saw the eyeball, eyeball on, on the, the stick. stick. Because she took the stick from the one that she didn't get a chance to check. Yeah. And when she rummaged it in with all the other regular wine that's that yeah. they used to cook. Yeah, and they all got sick from the from yeah. that being mixed in, the corpse wine. Yeah. Which is now a thing that we need to have corpse. alternative photography of. Corpse wine. Corpse wine. Corpse wine. It's a thing. It's a thing. It is. Corpse fucking wine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna take another break here. We're yes. gonna play a promo for a podcast that may or may not mind following this whole diatribe. I, it may, because that was actually halfway decent review we both just did right there yeah but then we kind of spoiled it with some of our other horse shit like the it, corpse wine not but not nearly as but you know what they feel better following this than our first people who we did a promo for felt following possibly what we just said. possibly yeah but let's be honest i'm pretty sure that this podcaster will just be happy that we're playing their promo probably they should maybe they should be happy we're playing their promo and not their porno oh we do have that want to learn more about horror directors with a lighthearted look at three of their movies Meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots, and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. 
discover horror films that are classics and others too. There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried. But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher. One of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style, and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me. The Trilogy of Terror podcast, where we try three times harder to give you the willies. That's what the film was trying to teach us, Matt. I'm just going along with the theme that was going on in the film. That's you, what you I glommed from this you movie. You don't have to perpetuate it. I'm not perpetuating it. That fucking song is being sarcastic towards the way that people view women. Okay, well, then why didn't they include hashtag sarcasm in their song? Because this was from a time frame when you didn't have to openly admit that you were using sarcasm to describe things that were horrible. You could just be sarcastic and people usually got it. Well, too bad. That's not how this works any fucking more, all right? Well, you know how this does work, Matt? How's that? You're gonna give me some psyop news. It's from our boy Ken. Yay, Ken. Corpse fucking. That's Ken's voice. Texas butthole tickling bandit has finally been caught. They sex with a dead thing. The butthole tickling bandit has been apprehended. Apprehended. Don't touch his hands. No, God, don't shake his hands. And whatever you do when you're handcuffing him, make sure you're wearing rubber gloves. With a name like the Texas butthole tickling bandit, it doesn't take any imagination to know what he does after breaking in. Wait, what? What does he do? Ooh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? That doesn't sound like it'd be ticklish. And on your rectal passage. Is that the- tickling it or is that? just entering it. I think, I don't know. My asshole actually sweat. Thinking about the bandit? Fortunately, he has been apprehended by police. Identified and caught by police in the near in the early hours of January 5th, he managed to elude capture for three weeks. He has given male residents in the area a real rough time with his spat of assaults. Which, Wait, he's tickling male buttholes? Yes. Wow. Yes, which totaled a dozen homes by the time he was stopped. Police originally thought their suspect was homeless. However, when they picked their man up, he was actually 
actually wearing a $4,500 worth of Yeezus clothing. Yeezus clothing? Yeezus. Wow. So he's a rich yes. butthole tickling bandit. Yes. So, <laughs> Jesus. The booty butt- juice. Booty juice. Gotta have it now. So the butthole tickling bandit has finally been caught. <laughs> you can unclench, gentlemen. He's gentlemen, been you, caught. You can, uh, don't have to sleep on your backs anymore. Or do you? Ooh. You can't I pay am. your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. But do you want a blowy from a butthole bandit? Probably not. Clip. In other horse sex news, <laughs> circle jerk! Dr. Dre boasts about daughter getting into USC all on her own and then donates $70 million to the school. And Satan's cock. Wow. Wow, it took all of that and Satan's cock. Yeah. Dr. J's attempt to throw shade on the recent celebrity college admission scandals backfired after he apparently belatedly realized that he had donated $70 million to the college his daughter is now attending. It may be the chronic. Maybe he forgot. On Saturday, Dre posted a photo with the caption, my daughter got accepted to USC on her own. No jail time. And then quickly deleted it after it was pointed out about that in 2013, he and Beats My Dre co-founder Jimmy Levin donated $70 million to the school to establish the Jimmy Levine America is a bunch of cunts. And Andre Young Academy for the Arts, Technology, and business of innovation i'm afraid to play clips when we're talking about dre because dre don't fuck around no, he he'll, won't. He'll, he'll, he'll bust a cap in my ass i know for talking he'll fuck shit. you up i uh, come talking that shit he's gonna pull my card yeah <laughs> even though i think that might have been easy ease lyric yeah right uh making matters worse on monday tmz uh, uh excavated a post from truly that seems to suggest she actually didn't want to attend usc saying that her father was pushing her to attend the school None of this indicates that Truly was not accepted to USC entirely on her own merits or that Dre's contribution was not completely above board. However, anyone with a teenage daughter will understand the doghouse Dre is presumably in Pulling at the just moment. To pull it. Yeah, pretty much. The worlds of entertainment, business, sports, and academia were rocked by the recent revelations of the wealthy parents such as Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin, allegedly paying college admissions uh, consultant Rick Singer, Lord of to get their children into elite colleges. None of them are going to do any fucking jail time. This is just another example of the haves shitting all over what the have-nots can't do. And there's getting to be more have-nots than haves every day. A second suit filed on behalf of two Stanford students claims their degrees have been devalued due to the school's association with the scandal. That's pretty... Your degrees have been devalued because of a lot of other things. Man, maybe... Before more, this. I still think more kids should just fucking start suing schools until they, you know, and then just say, you know what, you don't have to pay us, but you just don't get any of our student loan money back. It's just, if you took out student loans, that's it. It's all over. I just think that college should be free. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we both on the left today? I suppose. All right, yeah. I mean, that's where we normally sit. There should be free college, to be honest, but yeah, edu- that or college shouldn't be that big of a fucking deal. Well, I mean, it's all about the e- income inequality that has been happening in this country, and it's been getting more and more to where we are totally an oligarch. Yeah. It's just hidden behind a facade of democracy, but the only democracy that's there is for people who can afford to buy off their senators, yep. which brings us back to an oligarchy. Well, yeah. We're more of a plutocracy now, where it's literally the rich just controlling everything because they have everything. Yeah. And well, uh, you I, go against that in any way, shape, or form, like uh, like Cortez is doing right now. Yeah. You know, AOC is doing. Yeah. If you do any of that, you go against any of that, and you become like this huge target where they throw all the money they can to try and take you down. Yeah. Talking and- billboards upon billboards upon billboards. 
words. Well, it's the justice system. It's everything, man. America is a bunch of cunts. You're fucking A right, Old we are. Old cops are bumbling dummies. And, and judges, too. Yeah. Judges are probably the fucking worst. Uh, fuck. We just need to burn this whole fucking place down and rebuild on the ashes. I don't want to be part of the rebuilding. I'm just going to die in the burning. <laughs> the yeah, rebuilding part sounds really hard. Can we get a fucking news story that will like bring us out of this funk for fuck's sakes? Uh, let me find one. This one's uh, from Pete, and it's in our own backyard. Two Nebraska men find fridge full of beer, and we're convinced it was sent from the heavens. This is how you know it's not us. Yeah. <laughs> Matt might be convinced that a fridge full of beer would be from the heavens, but no. I'm a little dubious on its origins. No, no, I'm, I just started drinking it. <laughs> Dude, I don't care where it came from. I don't ask questions. <laughs> Are uh, the beer cans intact, and do they look swollen in any way, shape, or form? Nope, let's mm. go for this. Nebraska is currently facing a $1.3 billion in flood damages following the massive bomb cyclone that slipped uh, swept through the Midwest last week. Christ, let's go lick some assholes. However, two- Update, we're still in the middle of a fucking lake on an island, folks. Yeah, uh, and uh, by the way, only like 1% of ice that's all north of us is actually melted. Like yeah, because of the ice jam, it's like, only going to get worse. It's gonna, our flooding is nowhere near going to get better. It's going to get worse down here. It's all coming for us. Yeah. All the way from North Dakota coming right after us. Well, and it's going to bypass us and wash out a bunch of other places when that hits as well. Fucking I'm telling you right now, anything south of it's almost going to be impossible to get to Kansas City this year from Omaha. Unless, like, you, you, it's going to be like a six to seven hour journey. Well, and a lot of people don't really understand too. This flooding that's been happening is hitting most of the agricultural centers in the Midwest. Yeah, which a lot of the world actually depends on. So all those stores mm. of grain and everything else that was stored up because of the tariffs that Trump's been doing have been washed out and destroyed by this flooding. Yeah. So there's going to be a serious food shortage as well, folks. Yeah, and it's it's not really going to affect America because America's storages are elsewhere. Most of that is used to subsidize other places that we help across the world with food. So you're going to see a lot of food shortages go out across the world. Yeah, the I mean, whole world is going to feel, feel this. Feel this flood. And there's still not, there's there's no Army Corps of Engineers trying to alleviate it or anything yet. There's nobody really doing anything I, other what, than trying to get people out. One of our old meteorologists who still does Facebook posts, he was like, you know, I saw something. We Most meteorologists saw this was coming. These floods were going to be coming weeks ago. We, we, you know, most of us were saying something about it, and he was wondering why weren't all the dams opened up? He goes, and they didn't open it up until it was far too late to stop the damage. He goes, it not, I'm not saying that there wasn't going to be any flooding. This could have been, he thinks it could have been minimized by a lot, but no one paid attention. And it's not just our state. We want to, no, we it's, wanna... it's, 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 he said the dams start up in South Dakota. So yeah. we're, we're the, you know, where it all is really coming down from. So yeah. it's not just our state fucking up. It's, it's the entirety of the heartland really i don't think any they don't for well it's really not just the heartland it's the human race they don't really see anything until it fucking happens and it's right on top of them yeah and we're all fucked and there's not going to be any help so yes yay however two local men claim to have received a gift from the heavens amidst the devastation after devoting their day to storm cleanup and wading through chest high waters kyle simpson and galen stofer stumbled upon a mysterious fridge full of beer that or they just had a bukkake mouth party Sto- Stouffer says, hey, this is a refrigerator. And he, as he opened it up, he says, and it's full of beer. Full of beer. Simpson recounted.
responded to the Lincoln Journal Star, admitting he was skeptical at first. The mini fridge was indeed packed with an unharmed stock of ice cold bush Shoot and some Bud fucking Light. ropes. Yeah, because the fridge would have kept it cold and then floating around in that fucking freezing ass ice jam water probably would have kept it cold. That beer's fresh, man. <laughs> it was a gift. Except for all the E. coli in the flood water that you're yeah. touching while you're fucking drinking it. Yeah. It was a gift sent for the heavens. We were happy to see it, he continued, but we hope the people who lost the fridge were okay. We hope their property was okay. After the discovery was posted to Facebook on March 18th, the original owner spoke up. Turns out the fridge, which was a family treasure of sorts, traveled nearly four miles. It remains one of the few personal items the Healy's have recovered from the storm that claimed their cabin. The appliance had also survived a 2007 fire that had destroyed their previous home. Man, it sounds like this thing's cursed. You want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, don't touch that cursed fridge. You drink a single (laughs) beer from that fridge, your life is over. Uh, Though Simpson and Stouffer clearly cracked open a few cold ones, they've promised to return the fridge once road conditions have improved. And And all the the beers are gone. And maybe they'll even restock it. That I doubt. Would you drink fridge? Would you drink from a mysterious beer fridge. Not in those floodwaters because it very clearly contains a bunch of nasty stuff in the floodwaters. Right? Even I'm like, I don't know if I could do that, man. That's just, there's too much crap around there. Yeah. Literally. Literally, there's too, too much, much crap. crap around there. Yeah. yeah. We're talking fields of waste being washed Huge away. tracks of shit. Just a never-ending fucking sea of Trump water. <laughs> That's what that is. Fuck it. It ain't orange, but <laughs> it will be. <laughs> On that very disgusting note, yeah. we're going to take our final break here. We're going to play a podcast promo for a podcast that I recently guested on and had a whole lot of trouble keeping my mouth clean because it's uh, a clean show. Yeah, it's a clean show. How'd that go? Ooh, I slipped one or two and I think were, it got bleeped out. Were you like a lot of times you're like, oh, snuggle farts? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But once that actually, that should be released by the time this is already out. So take a look for it because you're going to hear what it is in this next promo. The bond between father and son has been magical throughout time. Precious moments spent together shape not only the son, but the father as well. Their contributions to the world will benefit all humanity. However, this does not apply to Dan and Brennan on the Corrupted Youth Podcast. This father and son duo explore the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. What a couple of dongles. If you'd like to hear Dan and Brennan's precious father-son moments flushed away like so many turds, listen to the Corrupted Youth Podcast, available on Podomatic and Apple Podcasts. Suffer with pride 
Friends and neighbors, what a very glorious message we are being delivered by Depeche Mode. Condemnation. Why? Here on the stand with the book in my hand, I do not want to know why. I just want to know how. How can I condemn my fellow man to feel terrible about everything that he, she, they have ever done? How can I make them feel guilty about all of this? Well, the one way we can make them feel better is through seed-based faith. Say that again. Seed-based faith, brother. When you say seed, do you mean as in what the heathen soweth upon the dirt? They send us a small token of their seed and watch their money grow. That is what we're talking about. You send us your money. You can watch it grow. And by the time you reach the pyramid top of prayer, you're going to be subjected to a thousand prayers. Who wants to? You send me $500 and I have seed credit card bills disappear. We'll take checks. We'll take your mama's dentures if they got gold in them. Now, I'm not saying that somebody sent me $1,000 once and all the medical bills went away. I'm just saying I've heard of things happening like that. And I'm also not saying that we have a Patreon that's about to be developed and we would like you to join it to help fund our hedonistic endeavors. You weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's... I, t- I totally fucked that up. <laughs> Uh, whatever. Fuck him. <laughs> you can find our hedonistic endeavors at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. You can also join our Facebook group where our hedonistic endeavors are online for all to see with willing participants posting all sorts of alternative photography and all sorts of nasty fun stuff. I am on Facebook with all of my hedonistic ways. Court psyops. Matt is on Facebook as Matt Psyop hiding behind a plank because he's afraid of what his parents and or family will realize is actually him and the horrible things he does and says. Right. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com, where you can request photographic evidence of some of the hedonistic endeavors he has. Oh, but I'm going to want some in return. You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com, where you can pay to see everything court's videotape for his endeavors for hedonistic means. And he's going to want to see something back as well. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is twitter honestly i don't know why i'm on there anymore save for a few things here and there because we're sick as fuck at court underscore psyop and he is at psyop matt find us on the tweets and tweet at us so that we have a reason to stay on there you can also join our instagram and follow us there cinema underscore psyops i mostly just post photos of my cats and a few other things here and there adorable whatever keto level i'm at right now because i'm still working on trying to lose the weight you know that kind of thing yeah that kind of shit but my hedonistic endeavors on Instagram mostly follow, you know, lots of models and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. Although the messages coming in offering live cams and all that kind of stuff is is significantly dwindled. Oh, that's good. I think it just gets triggered whenever you follow them. It might be an automatic thing. I don't really think they want me to subscribe. They just want money. Really? It's like they don't want to actually talk to me. They just want the $200 for every personal chat that they offer. So you you think the same thing goes for that Nigerian prince who I gave my social security number to so I get paid millions? No, as a matter of fact, they just found that guy dead. No yeah. one was trying to help him out. Oh, man, yeah, when another he was, billions. He had, all that billions of dollars is just found there in his apartment. Man, we all fucked up. Yeah. See what you people get for not trusting people? <laughs> well, you can trust in the fact that we will kick the fuck out of this week and make it our bitch, and I would like you to do the same, folks. Kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. 